started out as a punk band called The Bronx. And they decided to do a mariachi. They're from LA. And I guess the story goes. They all, they all grew up around it, so they decided to make a mariachi incarnation of the Bronx and just called it Mariachi El Bronx. It's kind of perfect. Pretty cool, dude. <laughs> They're dope. Cool. The punk sound. band is also dope. Yeah, they were good. Just called the Bronx, coming Bronx. straight out of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> the Bronx, L-A-C-A. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, dude. If you get a chance to see them in your town, if you're not in Arizona, where we are, uh, go see them. I swear to God, the punk band and the mariachi band are both tight. Yeah, and the crowd's not going to be super crazy, so you don't have to fight through a lot of people. <laughs> hey, man. It was it's pretty a good song. It's it was pretty song. full like in there, dude. They opened for the Foo Fighters, dog. What? Yeah, so to hell with you. Damn. It was Foo Fighters, Jimmy Eat World, and, uh, and Mariachi El Bronx. Wow. That's a pretty good concert. I have seen I two of the like three concerts. of those bands... I wish I, I wish I would have like texted you because it wasn't even like an expensive show. And I was like, Joe used to be into punk before he sold out. <laughs> and uh no, but like you I was like, Joe probably would dig this a little bit. I was like, Kevin will not. Kevin no, will my, stand outside. I have a, a good friend that lives across the street from Jimmy of the Eat World. Uh this guy Jimmy who <laughs> ate worlds, I Dude, guess. What is that crazy? What is that guy's name? I don't Jim know. Adkins? Yeah. I, uh, his she says he's brother, really cool and nice, like great guy. I, I saw him at a show, dude. This was weird. I saw him at a show for this band called like Ruben's Accomplice. My dude, bu- oh Ruben Stuttered. I, I remember saw, that guy. I, I my I, buddy went to their like reunion one-off show or something. I remember from American this Idol. Band. Okay, it was a local band, right? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I didn't know anything about them, but my buddy's like, I got an extra ticket. You want to go? So I went, and it was cool. They were they were fine. They were a good band, but the the openers were. The dude, Kevin Hart. No, the dude who did not go to fun from the format. Yeah. Yep. The, the other guy. Yep. The guy that wrote a ton of uh, <coughs> the format well, shit. Right. That, yeah. That not not the Nate, not Nate Ruess or whatever, yeah, but the yes, other one, Sam yes. something. He did like a solo set. It was pretty cool. And then Jim Adkin, Adkin, yeah. Adkins. I'm sorry if I'm botching. No, it'd be name. great yeah, if yeah. we could look it up. He. Um, no, it's Jim Adkins. He's right. He. Uh, this is one thing I don't have to look this up. This is a stat I can go off of because I yeah used no to he be... played he played like a solo set a solo acoustic set and I was like this is gonna be dumb I want to hear Jimmy World and then he played and I was like all right well that was kind of tight. Uh, so I know this pretty far back and forth because I used to party with those dudes. Uh, a lot of those bands, in fact, Jim Adkins' younger brother, uh, Trace. Yep, that's his name, Trace of the, Adkins of the Diet fame. Yep. Uh, <laughs> He then went on to create a diet. Uh, this guy is a real cool Atkins. Uh, was his brother cool? Would For you real, call though? him a cool cat? No, his brother was Atkins. Oh, fuck, we're on a recorded podcast. I really hope this doesn't get back. Uh, well, I mean, then no, just you don't, his brother, say yeah, don't say anything. Well, no, his brother <laughs> ran in a lot of similar circles to me. Yeah. So I would Oh, like the, around the football field. No, just like that friends. Just I don't, you, social Kevin, circles. How do I explain ah, this? Okay. Like social, people that like now. you, but it. like different pockets of people that you can go to that like you. Social circles. Like a long that. time ago, someone created something called the Venn diagram to yes. explain this. And I fit like ben, into a ben lot of Baker? Venn diagrams back in the day. <laughs> and uh, I used to go to a lot of parties with those guys and uh, hang out. And 
he was a cool guy. He got a little big for his britches at times, uh, and uh, got dude, punished for that at times. Bread. Like I remember like, him being like, I only know one person in my life that was forcibly duct taped to a light pole. Yeah. Oh, it was you. No, it was that guy we were just talking about. Oh, uh, but who, at that, that age, though, at that age, though, who didn't have but sometimes a get a little bands, big for the uh, The format. Um, do you remember Scary Kids Scaring Kids? Don't even start with me, dude, because they performed at my high school once. Yeah. What? And, so they uh, and they played. And what I, high school did you go to? Corona Del Sol. Did you ever see Gavish? Jim yes, Gaffigan? Dude. Yes. Did you? Yes. That was basically like. Slowpoke. Yeah. What uh, is it? What are you talking about? These are bands that I was like, oh, okay. kind of involved they were like, with. They were like local, real Shit, local punk bands. Were yeah, they? here's the problem though. I wrote, a but song were they your Gab- age? I wrote a song for they were Gabish a little older. Did you? Called Chronic Future. Woo. It wasn't. I didn't really write it. They it was, put it on an album. Uh, we, it was recorded at a time, but it was woo. Jeez. Oh, and then you realized. Woo! It was just that on, at different times in the song. Chronic Future song was two. our song two band. by Blur. Yeah, kind of. Our, that was what our guy, our school came out with. What? Chronic Future. Chronic you, Future came uh-huh. out time and school? time again. Yeah, and I was friends with. with actually, I took is, my Japanese class that we were talking about before the show. Yeah. Uh, the one of the dudes in the band was like he was in that class and dude with Ben Collins. Chronic Future. Had right, that ben one Collins, killer that song that was on all the sports video games, mm-hmm. time and time again. Right, yeah. that was such a good song for and those. They went sports on tour games. with Three Eleven all the time. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Oh uh, my god, yeah. Now yeah. they're. I mean, one of the guys lives in New York. Um, that band is broken up, right? Yeah, or, yeah. or do they just? Because I was like, I don't even think they really did much after that. They just kind of faded out. They did stuff, almost but, by choice. But yeah, they. They. I don't know if it was or not. I wasn't great friends with them. I just knew who a few of them were. One of them I'm friends with on Facebook still, and I see some of his stuff. But he's in New York. He's married, photographs. He's living a good life. The guy that you're talking about from the format that didn't go to fun, uh, yeah. I think we're still friends on Facebook, too. Uh, I watched him in like when we were in high school. He did a whole show in someone's backyard in a half-doubt uh, refrigerator box. Like He just stood inside the box, and he's like, satellites are stars, or whatever emo shit was popular at the time. Jeez, and dude. it was Good hilarious. Yeah, it was, That was a cool show. I did not, I, honestly, I went in knowing nothing. And I actually bought the record, like the, that Ruben's Accomplice or whatever. They were putting out like a new record. And, you know, got back together for one album or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'll get it. They were cool, dude. And then I like that record. I don't listen to it a lot, but it's a good record. So buy it if you have a chance. Scottsdale Brat. That was the song I was thinking of. Uh, I remember this Damn song. It. I had Chronic that on Future, a, Scottsdale Brat. I had that on a playlist with a format song about uh, the 202. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to. Yeah, dude, I mean, is that? The, you know oh who else? Na- do you remember Nasty Boy Click? I do. God, dude. <laughs> Stop. Arizona rappers. Shut yeah. up. And they would say shit like that, like cruising down the 101. Uh, it was so AZ stupid. Rough Riders. That was a big track that came out of Kinda Death was. Row yeah, yeah, Records. You're right. You're right. Kind of was. Bro. Wow. They did good for a little bit. I wonder what they're up to. Let's get them on how the about show. The, how about I the f- Meat Puppets? I feel like this I don't is know another. Who that is. I feel like this is another great episode that's going to get buried in the. No, dude. Oh, we haven't talked about sports in an hour. We should probably. Joe no. fucking ruins the fun every no, time. No, it's fine. Oh, damn, I'm sorry. Joe, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's fine. You know what people also do in bars? Listen to music. 
Good true. call, dude. It's on the true. jukebox, dog. You know what else they do in bars? They just talk about shit. There you go. We're a sports when podcast. When was the last time you went to a sports bar and stuff. anybody stayed on sports for more than five seconds? You know what? I've been approaching this podcast all wrong. This isn't Sports Center. This no. is Cheers. Exactly. Great call. Because see, a lot of people right now in sports bars, NFL started up, and no one's really talking about the football right now. You see, a lot of people are talking about the football right now, but not nobody the sport. in sports bars right. are talking the, about the football. Right. They're they not are, talking about the sport of football. You're right. You're right. They're talking about Politics. social issues yeah. around football. Okay. Is it working? So, is what working? What they're doing? No. You want to know something? Talking about social issue, with, dude. Don't. I'm gonna. I'll blow up if you guys let me go. No, so I'm I will, let no, you go. I will let you go. But I'm, I don't want you to. But I, I'm going to tell you that I do think it is working to an extent because. We're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. We haven't said a word about it. What are you talking no, about? No, but, but, <laughs> but we the, haven't done anything. But the pre- no one's done the anything. The president is talking about it. So, the, I mean, You're right. I'm just telling you. It got everybody's it attention. Got the so attention. now what? So now, right. Now we're at the crux. If they do it again this week, fuck you. It, you did that last week. They'll what keep, you did is done. I'm, I'm sick of this. Do you think I'm they're going to stop doing it? No, no I'm telling I, you. They, I get they, real pissed when they're like, oh, we're not going to the White House, but we'll kneel for this shit. Go, you get the opportunity to meet the president and tell him how you feel. Oh, this just turned into it. a bar room right now. What's going just on? Just do it. Don't, don't do this but, kneeling Kevin's, shit. But look about, think did. about Muhammad Ali, though. Muhammad Ali did it. He served in jail. I mean, it, I'm just saying, like, Hold like up. no, I'm being serious. No, I I'm, get, not I saying, I'm not saying they're, they're solving the problem. No. But at some point, you kind of what I think they did was they said, "This is in their eyes, this is out of control." So they kind of just threw a wrench in the gears, and now we're at the point where everybody can say, "Like, oh wow, everything's kind of stopped. Now we got to come up with a solution." Michael Bennett, who got fucked with in Vegas, right? Yeah, but he's like, "I'll meet with the president. I'll talk about everything. I yeah, want to cool. make progress and solve it." That that's is perfect. that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for this. Hey, let's take a stand and show everybody that we can kneel down and disrespect people or whatever, and and get people talking about it. Look, you got everybody talking about it, but they're the ones that can actually do something about it more than civilians at the game. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not saying like I, I I'm at, I'm at this point where I'm like it's not I got to be I'm going to be that guy, but it's like it's not my life experience. I've never had these problems that they are protesting, so I want to listen. I'm open, man. They're protesting. I'm like, dude, this is... Yeah, but you know what side but, you're on. But No, but what I'm saying is I'm, I'm, I'm like, dude, obviously a large portion of these NFL players and the population at large, there is a large portion, does see a problem. So while I'm not going to be the guy kneeling, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to stand and take my hat off and do the national anthem, right? I... I'm willing to listen to them. I want the I, I want the solution ideas now, right? I'm not going to challenge them and be like, you're un-American or whatever. I'm like, this is not something I would do, but you feel strongly about it. So I'm ready to listen. Give me some stuff. I'm ready to listen. I'm all in. I just I, don't get the national ant. Like, why? Also, why because do they still play <laughs> it before because it's, Why do you – hold on. Cause no, because it's, I, it's really – because look what it's I, doing. Because so many people throw so much weight on the anthem and the flag and all of that that it yeah, immediately but, caused a problem. But there's that argument of we're getting mad at people kneeling when we're sitting at home watching the game. We're of not course. standing. So we can't say shit about them kneeling. Right. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But and that's uh, they shouldn't even play it anymore. I don't know why they play the national anthem before a sporting event. This whole thing is fuck like okay, I'm sorry. 
because my eyes are just glazed. I feel like I'm the no, guy at the bar that two people start talking politics and my eyes glaze over. No, I'm just I, I'm, this is as political as well. I watch yeah. the news. I try mm-hmm. to like stay. And I hope it's not very. Uh, I, I try to stay involved. I try to stay up to date. But as soon as like Mandy Moore comes out and is like, I think the president's done something wrong, and people make a big deal out of it, I'm like, who gives a fuck what Mandy Moore thinks? Same with any fucking NFL team. It's like, oh, my product thinks it would be better if I didn't brand associate with the president. It's all a fucking distraction. It's all a ruse. The only reason the president would even get involved in any any of this, which he could have gotten involved with at any point in his presidency so far, or even as candidate, because that's what he did. He provocated. Yeah. If he wanted to provocate that at any point, he could have. uh, And it would have gotten the reaction he wanted. It would have been a distraction from what is actually going on. So it's like, yeah, dude, kneel, sit, lay down, stand up, fucking salute your, or like the Cardinals linked arm with soldiers the whole time and like had their hand over their heart as they're linked arm in arm with soldiers. It's like, okay, you can, you can go out there and fucking put a American flag condom on your dick. As long as you're doing it for a profit, it doesn't really hold water with me. And at the same time, it's like, well, the president called you unpatriotic because he's literally going to like fucking maybe start World War Three with North Korea. And he's being investigated by six different things like, yeah. yeah, he can poke the bear. He can go out and say Desperate Housewives was the worst show ever and get a reaction. Yeah. And so like, I yeah, just change your socks Stand with your coach, no. do whatever you got to do, but it's... I, I just take it as, this is how I've always looked at it, and I, I do this on both sides. Like, if I agree with someone or if I don't agree with someone, I've always tried to keep this in mind. Even though their platform is bigger, and even though they have name recognition and they're famous, and it's, you can't really discount that, they are still just one American citizen voicing their opinion. So, that right. I, I I may not agree with anything they're saying or doing, but but... I got to be willing to be uncomfortable and listen to it. Well, and I agree with And all, at least hear them out. That's I, what I'm saying. I agree with all that. But last week, the only instance that I watched this, because I admitted this uh, earlier to you guys, I only watched one game of the last football week, and it was the Cardinals versus the Cowboys. And the Cowboys came out. What did you do Sunday? Uh, I was in the middle of all kinds of shit that I can't get into on a hmm. broadcast. But anyways, he doesn't want to tell you that he signed with an agent. He's got a picture, a nine-picture deal with Sony. What's up, Sam? He took all our ideas. Can't wait to be part of that happy Madison family. Let's go. Uh, no, but, um, so before the national anthem, we know how unrealistic the, that is. The Cowboys came out yeah, no one and that. kneeled oh, in unison with the president, with fucking Jerry Jones, mm. with everybody. They came out and kneeled before the national anthem as to not offend the people that like the national right. anthem. We're, we're going to kneel that. in solidarity. And then the Cardinals came out and were like, we're going to stand arm in arm with military to show how with it we are. But when you really look at it, Jerry Jones wasn't like, I don't care about police or military when he knelt before the national anthem. And Larry Fitzgerald wasn't like, I don't care about the plight of the black man. Uh, but they both had to go out and do this choreographed, publicized thing. And it's like, for what purpose? Both of you guys have money 
to just donate to the causes that you want funded. So what is really happening outside of theater that is distracting from a much bigger crisis at hand that literally someone went, I don't want you to see, so I'm going to poke this bear that everybody watches. You know what? Like, he could have killed Joy Behar, and everyone that watched The View would have been up in arms. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm I'm playing... Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate, but I just see it as like I can we can focus on more than one thing at at one time. And I agree so, with that. So so I I'm just I'm trying to it is hard, dude, because like I don't know. I really don't know. The, the what is there's supposedly the, what I'm told the protest is is for police brutality, which is something I yeah. have never experienced, probably will never experience. Whoa! Pump the brakes on your drive home, holla! No, I'm just saying, like it. So I'm, I'm, I'm serious, dude. I'm erring on the side of let's hear people out. You beard but, motherfucker! But also, get out of here, you white thirty-something-year-old man! <laughs> right. And but what like, I'm dude, saying I just is, turn thirty. I'm not thirty-something, motherfucker. I'm closer to my 20s and my 30s, bitch. He carries himself as a much elder statesman. <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, like, yo, you delivering the news in that hat, motherfucker? And you're like, Jesus Christ, what did I get pulled over for? You white piece of shit. I mean, it's a perfectly manicured beard. I know what you people are up to. Oh, somebody can afford oils. Hey, look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The- I'm not, I, I think them doing it. Protesting it. You have more hair on your arms than you your face. I feel Probably. like I know what it's like. <laughs> if to be- they no, I'm saying like if the, if that's what they're doing, I feel like it's kind of my job to like. I'm just taking not taking a back seat, but I'm stepping back. I'm open ears. I'm ready to listen. But at the same time, if if I'm at a game or whatever, and the national anthem comes on, I'm not kneeling down. I'm gonna stand up and put my hat on my chest. You're, have they ever I shown fans sitting all the time? They, there when is. they pan, when they pan through the crowd, dude, during the really? anthem, come I don't on, see dude. any fans dude, sitting I'm during probably, the national anthem. I'm probably in the beer line. I don't know why. Right, that's what different. I'm, I'm but, not even trying but, to. But am I standing in the beer line with my hand no, over no, no, my no. heart? No, no, no. I get that. There are people that do that though. But is do they? I've never seen it where they show the I'm just fans saying. sitting. I don't. I have, uh, dude. I I don't know, man. It's I'm just sure it happens. But I'm I trying not to like. I've never seen it. I know it sounds like I'm trying to just ride the fence, but I don't know what else to say. Like on a personal level, no, I'm not going to take a knee or whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna salute the flag or put my hand on my heart and do, take off my hat, and I'm gonna do the national anthem. But it doesn't offend me that someone else right. wants to protest yeah, it if that's what they believe in. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. Anybody protesting? What I don't like. Doing it's not even protesting. Do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to take a piss every time the anthem comes on because it makes you feel, however. Fucking go ahead. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. You're and, exactly right. And that's how I look at a lot of but, life. I think that's how a lot of comics look at it, life. To be, what the but, fuck but, but here's to be fair, though. It's not, it doesn't offend us. It doesn't offend, and it's not probably affecting me in my life, but that's why, um, without sounding like a fucking radical or something, that's why I feel like it's important that I pay attention. Gnarly. Well, no, it's why well, I feel like it's important that I listen well, because it's yeah, not too. something that's going to affect and, me probably. And it's easy for us to say like, oh, it doesn't affect me. I don't care because we, like you were right. pointing out earlier, we don't have a lot of those problems. But, and I'll never know what it's like to be black. Uh, but when I was younger and I was a, a punk kid that ran around with punk bands and tried to get in with every punk circle. Yeah. The front of my Honda Accord with louvers on the back and full of stickers of punk bands 
was signed by Homegrown, and they did like this whole mural with these plants that were like had guns and shit, yeah. and, like we're smoking weed. That was the hood of my car, and I got pulled over a lot. And even when that wasn't my car, and I just dressed like a punk ass kid, my car looked a certain way. I got pulled over all the time. And it fucked with my like life at times because it would pull me over for chintzy shit and then I wouldn't have money to fucking pay the ticket back. So my license would get suspended. Like a lot of that shit right. really fucked with my life for a big period of time. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, well, then I cleaned up my act and that now I don't have to deal with that. So that's what black people should do. <laughs> right. No, I know totally that's not what you're different saying. Situation. I know that's not what you're hey. saying. But I understand what it's like in some degree to be uh, labeled as something that you are not and to have it negatively affect your life. So I have a lot of uh, empathy for anybody going through a situation where they're being labeled uh, wrongly um, in any situation. Uh, so I feel for that. But at the same time, um, I don't I, I get that. And I want that in like serious documentaries and on the news and being addressed in serious situations there's some things that I just want an escape with, you know, and sports I feel like is one of those. That's what it's supposed to be. I know, and I don't want to hear But is that maybe why it's so effective? Well, but, all right, look but at now this you way. have to listen on, to both on. sides no, of everybody on. in a locker room. I don't fucking hold want on. I don't care what they think. But You're right. Like, who but cares? Then we're comedians. It's like caring what Ted Nugent thinks. Who gives a fuck what Ted Nugent thinks? You're no, right. I understand. Who gives a fuck what any of us think? We're comedians. Right. But we still I'm... tell our shit on stage to people that we think give a fuck. It's it's almost the same thing. They're using their platform to Except tell. for theirs isn't funny. <laughs> if they're not, not funny, working yeah. towards anything, it's just like <laughs> no. I feel this way, and it's, it's like guess what? This huge bit. That we're all pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> we're all real pissed off that we're in the situation we're in. I don't need uh, Kurt Warner to come out and tell me. Uh, I think somebody else should have been president. It's like guess what, Kurt? I feel the same way. Not to like. Make no, anybody I know pissed saying. off or biased no. about our podcast. That's but why me I'm, personally, I'm like, yeah, I don't want that uh, representing me, and I get that. So stop talking about it. I'm I can go to CNN or Fox News if I want to hear about partisan well, news. This NBC is the thing. has a news station, also. This is the thing where I'm no, like, that's the most. Part I think of ABC I, without too. without they being do. like awful. That's where I like. I struggle and see both sides because to me, I'm like, oh my God, I just want to watch football and I don't want to deal with this, right? But half the fucking telecast is talking about it. But maybe that's why it has to happen because I can just be like, I mean, really, you got to think about it this way. I can be like, I don't want to hear about it. I'm done. But some people live. You're right. It's really tough and I need to be. You can't Maybe check I out. have to be uncomfortable I and see, upset about I it. I feel like I, because I, I, I want, consume a lot of news, I feel like, right. fuck, I do this all the time. Like, this is so much of the day. If I want to watch an hour that isn't that, I feel justified in that. But a lot of people don't uh, do that, and they just check out, and then they jump in for football. And maybe they do need that, but fuck, I don't. And it's well, so annoying. And it, what's really hard for me, this I, I feel like I need to add this. What's really, really difficult for me is that I've always had, honestly, an extremely positive relationship with law enforcement. You know what I mean? Like I've, So I don't want to disparage those guys either because they do have a really hard job yeah. that I don't want to do. 
I'm serious. Like no, I know. Ben offered I, so, the job. I denied it. I no, wanted no, nothing like, to do with it. So I, that's why it is hard for me because I'm like, there is a lot of military and there's a lot of first responder yeah. and there is a lot of police officers that I'm like, I'm Dudes that just save lives like, for a living. Like I'm a hundred, dude. I'm a hundred percent in your corner. I'm going to see that firefighter movie. Yeah. I that's I just <laughs> no what I'm being like I'm no, trying to be this, serious. I know, I know, but it's like that's the I'm trying to be like that's what we offer. It's like I'm gonna see that movie about firefighters, dude. I fucking love you guys. Looks, I just it, uh, it does, it does. And it's a true story. It's Backtrack, just hard. I love it. It's like really no, hard. It's a true story, dude. It's just real hard for me because I feel like Was I am stuck in the a true story. Yeah. yeah. It's about my old apartment. And uh <laughs> no, like so it's hard for me because I'm a hundred percent cockroaches. Oh fuck you! I hate that Joe's apartment joke. I've hated that since I was a little kid. Oh, Joe's apartment has roaches. You might have a single mom. It's not a problem. We live in an apartment. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Well, anyway, no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we do have roaches. Shut up! They're not friendly. I just it sucks being stuck in the in, in the middle of it because that I. One's Mark. That one's Dave. But, that's all. <laughs> it's Larry. Oh my god, they're dancing. <laughs> Dude, let's get less political. Um, you know what? I I watched a lot of football. I have the greatest setup of all time, dude. Hold on, I, hold on. I let's swear. just How about we all just love each other? Let's do that. All right. I've been thinking about it the whole time. I'm like, let's just let's just love each other. I'm serious, dude. Just when you encounter people, assume the best and just Love people. Yeah. That'd be a good way to live life. I live my life like that to a large degree. I feel like Elmira from Tiny Toons, like half <laughs> of the day, where I'm just like, hey, what's up? We should be friends. So, anyway. <laughs> no? Is it just because I'm drunk? No. All right. So, let's talk Did sports. Did I present that wrongly? We talked. We talked. We got that stuff off our chest. Let's talk a little sports. So, I watched. I watched a lot of the games. I had a good time on Sunday watching the games. Uh, but one thing, one of the, I forget which game it was. I think it was, uh, did Houston play New England? I think so. And there was a false start, and the ref did one of those things where he was like, as he was about to make the call, he kind of smiled and laughed. And he was like, false start on everybody but the center. <laughs> <laughs> and and him, I was like, dude, I wish... That there was a ref, just one yeah. in the NFL that was hilarious. Not all the time, but when yeah. he could be, like the not so serious moments that he would like make fun of some. Because if that really happened, think of the ratings for that guy's game. Yeah, every game he refereed, he would do the Super Bowl every year. Can you can you imagine if he would have come up like as a joke and just been like, uh, false start on. Pretty much everybody <laughs> but the em. center. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to go with 68. <laughs> like, just – and that's where, even when I was thinking, like, you would be the funniest fucking referee <laughs> in the NFL. It's one thing to think you can throw for four yards and four completions or four passes, which, God fucking no, you can't. But I, it's I get stupid. the confidence – how wrong you are. Sack, sack, sack. But is there, sack. <laughs> yeah, oh, just terrified. Throw, you'd be throwing the... Oh, intentional grounding. Intentional grounding. That's what no. it would be. And Couldn't even fumble. get the ball off. I'm not <laughs> even sure how you guys... Whatever. Seven-yard gain, first pass. Are no you, big deal. <laughs> it would be a duck to this, to this I'm slot not even, I'm not even worried right now. All right. 
It's for like you talk, and I'm literally just like, I can't help you guys. <laughs> you as a referee would be great <laughs> because you wouldn't give a fuck. No the players, <laughs> the coaches would say something. You'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> it would be like, uh, "What is it? Pass interference because you couldn't guard him." Uh, number twenty-five on the defense. <laughs> Pass interference on the outmatched cornerback, number twenty-five. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but don't you think if that was a real guy, you every game would be like, "Please, do we get?" Yeah, do we get that guy? Yeah. You Not every so? guy actually playing in the game. <clears throat> no, they would every probably Every fan, it. yeah. That's what I'm saying, but that's a moneymaker for the NFL. That's that's more TV and revenue brought into just his games. People are tuning in to check out the ref be snarky. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> Not all the time, by the way. Not all the time. When hands, it's serious. Hands it's like, like a seal. Short. Hands like a seal. No catch. <laughs> Short, just like your offensive coordinator. It would be Fucking great. Jeff Ross missed should it do by a that much. <laughs> yeah. Standing over the <clears throat> fuck, I can't clear my throat enough. It's all right. Uh, Injury we- on the field. Someone's being a bitch. <laughs> this is stupid. That's not going to say that. They don't even say that anyway. <laughs> we got an injury timeout. Bruised ego. <laughs> See, he's that's give why, him a scenario. That's why I'm let not on the it. field commentary, give a, bro. Give Chris a scenario and let him call it. Let him. <laughs> All right. Pick uh, six at the 20. No. Dude. Ran back for a touchdown. Bro, if they get a pick six That's at the. a call by the ref. It's I will, touchdown. No, I'll be laughing all the way down the sidelines. <laughs> running. Oh, yeah. Can't keep up. Way. Laughing. Chris. As I'm running down the side. No, dude. I'll just be chatting with a lineman and be like. So this is what it's like back here Chris, on the play. Running after a play would look like someone in a marathon as they get to the water things. Then you just have a guy every 10 yards, give him a cup of water, splash it in his face. As he Out of bounds. Running. I'm done running. <laughs> I saw Out it. at the 50 again. Out at the 50. <laughs> How far are we back? They're like 22 yards. Personal foul. <laughs> I'm not going down there. They come back here. Personal foul. I'm pretty much anyone. Face mask. I'm sure it happened. <laughs> Replays. Let's face it. We call holding on every play. John Madden <laughs> said I could do that. Dude. There could be a holding on every play. There could be a face mask on any play. I'm choosing it now. Nice run, though. <laughs> <laughs> Athletic as hell. Athletic as hell, man. The but vote of confidence from the ref to the player is great. Hit him on the ass. Great run, though, man. Too bad it was negated by your moron lineman. Dude, I would do stuff like that all the time. I'd be like, dude, I would have done the same thing when they run in for the end zone. I saw that hole, too. I saw that hole, too. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. I would have done that same thing. We had the I same, also would love We it, had the though. same vision on that play. I think you'd do the same if you were the home play umpire in baseball. Dude, I love umpiring. Like, that, I would... Almost more, I'd rather have a fun home plate umpire than a funny football referee. Dude, a funny umpire makes the game so good. Naked Gun. It was hilarious. Yeah. It, it makes it so fun, dude. When you like. When I was in high school, there was an umpire that a pitch came in. I thought it was strike three, right? And I catch it, and he doesn't say anything. And I'm like, uh, where did that miss? Right? And he was like, doesn't matter. 
I'm like, well, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help my pitcher later in the game. And he goes, I, I know, I don't care, right? So, I come back out, and uh, the same pitch comes in in a later at bat, and he's like, strike. And I'm like, you said that was a ball earlier. He goes, oh yeah, I messed up before. I was like, this is my favorite umpire of all time. He bluffed me out so hard in the first inning and then was like, oh, yeah, no, I missed that I'm one. I'm throwing dirt at that motherfucker the whole time. He he was weird, though. He would tell kids, like, if he if they were, like, kind of an ass to him, like, a pitch would come in and he'd be like, strike. And he'd turn and be like, are you serious? Right? I'll never forget one time. This kid's like, are you serious? He goes, I am, and you better swing at anything remotely around home plate on the next pitch. <laughs> And this pitch came in, and it was like four inches off the dish. And I catch it. And he's like, "Strike three. What did I tell you?" And the kid's oh, like, "What?" Fuck, man. And I was like, "This is my favorite umpire." But that's that's even still inside baseball because I, nobody else is hearing that except right. for you guys at the dish. I want that outlandish like strike, fucking going crazy. Not for all of them, but like when it's strike three or something, just. Like super loud. Yeah. Sit down. I want all my umpires to be Kevin James from now on. That'd be great. Yeah, can you imagine That'd four be Kevin best. Jameses on the base path? It would be the best. Three. And then he would fall down. Are you the owl from the Tootsie Roll Pop commercials? <laughs> One. <laughs> A two. A three. So no. I don't know if you guys no. can tell out there in podcast land. We got a little drunk. You guys are. I'm, I'm fine. Oh, I'm, oh, you haven't been drinking? I feel great. Yeah. Only the only the stat guy, can you tell? <laughs> Worth the bye. What's up? The bye room heroes. Speaking of Boston. Hey, MLB playoffs, Boston's in. Yep. Dodgers are in, Diamondbacks are in, Nationals are in. Cubs are in. Cubs are in. See what happens this weekend with the Rockies. If they make it in, I'm pretty sure they will. I think they're up two games. I think so. I think that's what I looked up last. Uh, Yankees are in, Indians are obviously in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm forgetting somebody else. But either way, Diamond Diamondbacks play whoever, Rockies, could I think be it's the Brewers, be. it could be the Cardinals. But pretty sure it's going to be the Rockies. Yeah, and then the Dodgers will play the winner of that. Yep. Dodgers are playing good baseball again. Yeah. However, they're playing good baseball against really bad teams. Doesn't matter. Did you say the Twins? Oh no, I didn't. Twins, right? The Twins and nice. Twins. I love Reels at four a.m. You guys not remember that? I know. I don't. Know the Parties fuck that you're... never end. I. I mean, I. Dogs that love cats. And twins. <laughs> you don't remember that? It's just the stack guy that's shrunk. Can you believe that, <laughs> listeners? It's a good commercial. Welcome to We're All Drunk, Not Just no, the Stack. Fuck guy. off. NPR voice. It has to be true. So, Dodgers play the Rockies this weekend. Rockies are going to be playing their ass off. The Dodgers. Now have clinched home field, so it doesn't matter Probably I think, if they lose. Up. Yeah, um, because there's a thought where they're like, "Well, shit, we kind of rather play the Cubs than we would either the Rockies or Diamondbacks because both of them have beaten the Dodgers. They've yeah. won the series, yeah. the season series." Um, 
So do they tank and try and face the Cubs? I don't think they can't anymore. But they they wouldn't do at that. At least anyway. they're playing good baseball. They don't play again until next Saturday. The Diamondbacks. I don't like the fact that they play two days after the wild card because it's like, well, we don't even know who we're playing. Yeah. And now we have to watch this game and we play. I mean, normal baseball, I guess, doesn't matter, but. I don't know. Still. I'd like to know who we're facing. The Nationals know who they're facing when they face the Cubs and yeah. vice versa. Uh, look, the Dodgers bench Puig this week for a couple games because he's an idiot again. Because the guy's just like outrageous and he's just trying really hard to destroy the chemistry. He is. He's just an idiot again. It's kind of his M.O. Yeah, but it hasn't been all year. Except it is. And yeah, it's back to the same way it was before and that's not what we need going to the playoffs. Yeah, and like if you're like fries and you're filming a commercial with him you're like oh i want him to change his image so you present him as such but in the locker room nothing has changed he's not being any different of a person right in real life you know what i mean so chris was texting me the other night and between the weird sexts it was a regular type of thing where he asked about puig and what's going like on that's Way out of line. Kevin. I didn't respond. He kept uh, pushing. I, he made advances, and I was like, you ain't advancing in this tournament ever, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. There's a Cinderella story uh, in a person gross, I've ever dude. seen. This, this shoe don't fit stuff to it with your eyebrows. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway. Bippity boppity uh-huh. boop. <laughs> He has to, That's oh. not good, not good, not as good as yours. He asked about Puig, and then I started thinking about it. I was literally like, it. why is Puig trying to destroy your team right now? Because he isn't. he's an idiot, but he's also a child. He had no idea what the How Dodgers, he? he had no idea who the Dodgers were and, and what the team jerseys looked like or colors or anything when he had signed already. Yeah. He was that oblivious to the United States and anything baseball. He just was a kid from Cuba that escaped fucking rode on the little tiny boat to get his ass over to America and now play for the Did Dodgers. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He like he risked like, his life. Like yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. He he like came here. Mm-hmm. He didn't get signed and then come here. Right. Okay. So I didn't know that, that or is it both? What? Did he have like an opportunity to get signed here and came over or did he No, come yeah, over? But I mean he came over and then they to so people could see him play. And, like, the Dodgers sign up, whatever. Um, but it, it, at this point, it isn't as an excuse anymore because he's been in the major leagues for, like, four or five years. I feel like. But also, you're a, a kid. You're learning a whole new language that he literally just really picked up this year. And he's, he's a kid with adults with a lot of money. Well, and I was going to say, that's all. I've been in MLB locker rooms and these dudes are all. Have you seen all, Puig? I have, uh, and he's more of a Madonna than some of yeah, them, I would from what he I've is. seen. Uh, but all of them are children. Like it's crazy. All of them are children. It's crazy. So like, condescending. No, everybody in the locker room because it's every, a locker no, room. Well, I know, but there's the locker room aspect, and there's also like every one of those guys is so good that they've been told since they were your son's age. Uh, that they're the next phenomenon, even if they're not, even if they're just a role you're player. Right. Yep, they're told you're the next big thing. Well, and they are coddled to the point where, like, they show up and it's like, "Hey, here's twenty pairs of shoes, 
and all this free stuff. You want a drone? You like drones? Guess what? They sent you a free drone because you're on this list. Uh, and it's to the point where like a lot of these guys, they couldn't, they couldn't order DoorDash if they wanted to. You know what I mean? Like they, there's just not like a, they haven't been asked to do enough where they're willing to do almost anything, if that makes sense. And I'm not saying that like I'm trying to call it every baseball player, uh, and I'm not. And it's everybody, every group has normal people and abnormal people in it. Uh, but being a professional athlete, you're coddled to the point where you are in some ways a child person. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I mean, you've never had to work a real job. You've never had to do anything. Never had to like, oh, I better sit down and do my taxes. Well, no, I'll hire someone to do my taxes because I don't even know what that stuff looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah, but But they they have to do all those state taxes for everywhere they play. Well, there's that, but there's also like as a normal person, if you're like a eyeglass repairman that goes state to state, you have to do that. Yeah, we have to do as comics. Yeah, you have to like put together all that information as well. Uh, and Not every comic is responsible taxes. enough to know that. Some, right. Although teams, and professional if, teams set them up to God let them bless know you you this this. when you're a good enough comic to pay someone to do your taxes and not feel bad about it. Because <laughs> I've been on both sides of that. <laughs> I've been on the, I'm going to do it myself, and I feel bad because I didn't make enough to have someone do this for me. <laughs> uh We'll get out of here soon. I'm going to ask, ask a couple things. One, before we get out of here, Johnny Manziel and the CFL have been in communication to sign the Canadian or whatever. football league? Yeah, but they, they said they will not what sign them until, 2000, until I think after the 2018 season because they have all these rules and regulations yeah. that he has to follow. I don't know if you can find them. I know I'm asking this last He's got to all of a sudden be polite? I mean, he's got to do something in order to play in the league, but I don't know what they are. He's got to prove himself, uh, as he should. He's been a piece of shit. Yeah, he really blew it. But then again, he's still fine. He didn't hurt anybody, did he? Well, so we he don't know. It chance. looks what like you're not allowed. Uh, you're not allowed to have an Instagram. Um, I don't know. This acronym isn't bringing up a whole lot. It's like. Uh, that's okay. uh, CFL bulbs, are they safe? Fluorescent light bulbs, is that a good way to go? Hold on real quick. I'm Googling. I'm trying. No, you're fine. You, and you don't even have to pull it up. I'll ask the the last one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. NCAA basketball just had all those allegations, FBI probes. Yeah, invested. dude. Like, it's insane. People are getting fired left and right. Rick Pitino got put on leave of absence or whatever. He can get fired, but uh, sort of their athletic director. It's fucking bananas. Yeah. It's what Blue Chips, the movie, <laughs> yeah. was. And it's literally hitting us in the face right now. And it's so interesting to watch because you hear these college Every day it's another college where, hey, we fired this assistant. We fired this yeah, person. It's- oh, they're linked to this. They've been paying these fucking players $100,000 to sign with them. Yep. If not more, I've yeah. heard. I've heard like eight hundred, eight hundred thousand. Yeah, and I believe it's like a because, rumor. Because it's no, like but whatever, I believe but. it's it's probably somewhere in the middle. Then because I think what they're getting and reporting, they're trying to report as little as possible. Fuck There's yeah. no way that they're like, hey, did you receive money? And they're like, yeah, let me tell you how much. 
They're trying to go as little as possible because they don't want the rest taken from Yeah, them. they're like, eh, hundred thousand. But Louisville was paying people. They gave a kid a hundred grand before he signed on June fifth. Those or his teams, family, uh, especially today in today's world, these young guys coming up, they don't have fucking loyalty to Duke. They don't have loyalty to anything. If someone's like, hey, I'll pay you three hundred thousand dollars under the table to sign with this team. They're of gonna course you're going to fucking do it. Why would you not? You'd have to be an idiot not to. Not true. Oh, okay. Explain, please. Well, no, I guess you're right because I think of the Reggie Bush situation. I think of them getting caught yeah, while dude. they're in college and they're totally fucked. But Reggie Bush took all his family took all that money and he did fine in the NFL, made a bunch of money himself. Yeah. I just you have you just have to be good enough at the sport to be able to get away with it, I guess. You know, you're in a tough spot. Your family needs the money. That's what, yeah, that's what I think is they're just doing what they think is best. When you have maybe no getting money, taken advantage when you have, of, when you have no money, well, that's and they you. say to you, "Hey, we get it. This we're not asking you to accept this, but we will offer you fifty thousand dollars to sign with our school, and here it is in cash, no paper trail. We won't ever speak of it again, and you have you have nothing. You make grilled cheese. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier." I mean, that's hard to say no when you know right. that 50000 will take care of their family for the next year. Over that? How much money does your family make, Kevin? <laughs> Enough. You're an asshole. Don't. I'm saying comfortably. No. Like, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. You, you can I know, still live like where you are. I know, but a lot of these families uh, fucking... Also, they buy them dude. houses. I mean, I'm saying That's 50 saying. grand, but anything. it's also like, hey... It's the equity that 50 grand brings. Uh, if you have, uh, but they could go. Grand, they could. All of a sudden, you can get a down payment. Like it changes your life perspective. It really does. So then, how do you recruit? What do they do with the recruits that are kids' players? Like their parent was in the NBA, made a ton of money, and their kid's really good. How do you recruit that kid? Because money doesn't mean shit to him. Uh, it doesn't, but you have to. But now he's going to have to know the, about the program that's fucking. Well, you cheating. have to sell them on the prestige at that point uh, of the program, and it's like if we can pay the most to get the best players in here, we're going to have the best team to set you up the best for the situation you come from as well. Even though you might not be as good, so Michigan this had, guy we're paying money to because your family's a donor, you're going to get some time on the floor. Michigan had Tim Hardaway Jr. and Glenn Robinson III. And those two don't need money at all. No. So I'm assuming that program runs pretty clean. It's a legacy clean. fight. But it's a legacy fight at that point. You're trying to stand up for different reasons. So, yeah, you might have – that's what a masterful coach does is they tap into what the different players need. Some of those players just need to have some kind of security – financially where they feel like they know where they're going to sleep at night. And even if things go horribly bad, they know they have a place that they can go rest their head. That's what a lot of players need. Uh, but other players need to know like, Hey, you might be as good as your, uh, older brother on your dad's side. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think the first payout was ever in college? The first hidden, Come to our school and we'll give you blank. Got First it. one ever. It's got to go a hundred dollars and a cow. It, it's got to go to Boston College. It's got to. I feel like it's we won't go back. break your legs. 
Remember? No. You don't remember no, that when no, the mob the, the thing, mob yeah. like took over the Boston oh, no. college basketball team? And they were telling guys like you will shave points or I will break your ankles. You'll never play basketball again. I feel like it's gotta go back to the very first year of collegiate sports. <laughs> Uh, no. Where some no, I'm serious. Where some dude on a team was like, "Hey, I saw this guy playing on this team over there. I'll pay you guys enough to move districts, so you're in our yeah. districts." As a, a dad that watches Pop Warner Sports and shit, you got to see that happen all the time, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen a fucking family move? Yeah. Just well, so they no. can be in a different district. I've seen them yes. lie about where they live. My best friend did that, so that you would never come over. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a plot no. He to moved his ducks. parents moved anyway, but he ended up on our baseball team, and I always gave him a hard time. Like you just moved because you were getting benched at the other place. <laughs> but no, they, they legit moved for like a job. But right? I feel like that had to have happened the very first season. People are like, "Oh, you better move to this area." You know what I mean? Like especially that first season, people are trying to fucking well, we know bolster we, their ranks. You my know what son, I mean? my son's team got their ass handed to them last week, thirty-eight nothing. You um, should move. <laughs> I feel but like that, we got to do a segment on the show. We got to start doing a segment on the show, like Brighton's Corner, <laughs> breaking down Pop Warner Sports and Mesa and but Tempe. His, and, his uh, baseball teams are fucking awesome because he he has now they kind of intertwine. He has football and baseball on Saturdays. Uh, but it's too much sports. We we are we're Scottsdale North, so when we show up to other teams, they talk shit. They're like legitimately tough. Our team's a bunch of pussies. They're being all hard. Their kids are like, ah, we all live in cul-de-sacs. <laughs> it's a, it is a lot of that, though. We have, like, four black kids. They're awesome, but every other team has, like, 30 of them. And, we just, and our kids get scared. <laughs> it feels awkward all of a sudden. We always go racist at some point, right? Yeah, I didn't you even do. Mean yeah, to, you do. I didn't even mean. No, I don't. Fuck you. We need <laughs> just kidding. We need an audio for the uh, soundboard for it to just be like, <laughs> yeah. Whenever if that happens, I'm just gonna hit a button and go. <laughs> I should stop talking. I don't want to say anything inappropriate that I don't mean. It's hard. Should dude. I edit? Should we no. just drop this episode? We'll re- yeah, we'll just, we don't, <laughs> you guys want to start over? Or? No, no, guys. Um. October, sorry, 26th, 27th, and 28th, I think is what it is, is the All Things Comedy Festival in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, it'll be at various venues. Punch Drunk Sports will be out here. Nice. Doing a live podcast, doing some stand-up shows. We'll give you more details as they come in. All of the stuff. But we will be there doing fun stuff, man. Right Hanging on. out, having a good time. Um, and check out Punch Rock Sports, Punch Rock Sports Network. The website should be ready in two weeks. They've said that. It's now from three weeks to two weeks. Okay. But they say that every month. Well, let me... Okay. I'm also doing a real weird show on October 6th and 7th at the Sixth Sense Theater. Where's that? Uh, it's in Phoenix. It's all in uh, that little boy's mind. Yeah, it's like a super weird. <laughs> They're all dead. Uh, it's like a super weird. <laughs> Spoiler: killed. It's like sketch and comedy. If you really like, like being pushed on the limits of what you can tolerate, you should check it out. <laughs> Do you have the grid next week? Yeah, and also we're gonna be at the grid next week, all three of us, because I don't have anybody booked Wednesday. yet. And, uh, Let's go. Wednesday, October fourth. Yeah, and I'm gonna throw out. Only the 
best invitations for bookings tomorrow morning. So <laughs> check out the lineup for the grid next Wednesday. It's going to be lit. It'll be fun. I got some shit to talk about. Me too. Me too. Me too. My vulva's right. swollen. <laughs> I got the